Share comments with Shadow of His Wings Ministry at 210-887-9007 or online at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. Love is done its part And let Him reign in my life and my heart Love is done its part Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds with Lee and Shay Preston, directors of Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We pray those who feel forgotten by Christ or who don't feel worthy to call upon the name of Jesus can come to find His hope, His grace, His healing, and ultimately, His love. Let's listen in as Lee and Shay seek to offer real answers to life's tough questions. Well, welcome. Thanks for joining us this evening. We are uh, uh, Lee and Shay Preston. Hi, Shay. Shay's here with me. Hello. We're glad to be here tonight, and uh, we are excited uh, about a beautiful Sunday, as well as the month of Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to be uh, celebrating Thanksgiving, and, and we're going to try to actually celebrate it all month long. We have been, and so we just hope that you all are being thankful for the things that God has blessed us with over these uh, next several days. Um, tonight, we are looking at love, and uh, we... Uh, we just think it's pretty amazing that we can serve a God that says faith, hope, and love these three, but the greatest of these is love. And when you begin to understand what his love is all about, it is all-encompassing. It will overwhelm you, it will take you over, and it helps us to be the people that he intended us to be. It, it helps us to be the children that he intends us to be. So we are going to talk a little bit about love and those things that aren't love tonight. And uh, just to remind you, we are a, a listener uh, program. We'd like for you to call in if you have any questions or comments throughout the show. I'm going to offer up the numbers to start. We have a local number, 210-340-9585, or you can call toll-free at 877-630-5757. And we would welcome your calls. So let's talk a little bit about love tonight. Let's pray first before we jump in. Thank you, Father, for your love. We thank you that it is all-encompassing and that it is greater than anything we will ever know. And we thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross in an ultimate act of love. That you didn't have to, but you chose to. You chose to die for us because you knew that we couldn't save ourselves. And we just praise you for it. Father, we just pray for those people who might be listening out there who don't feel the love of Christ, who feel like perhaps he has abandoned them or has forgotten them. We do pray, Father, that you help those folks to hear tonight your love, to feel it, to know it, and to let it permeate their heart. May you give us your words tonight, and we thank you, Jesus, ahead of time for all you're going to do. You are a great counselor and our great healer, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I was just sitting here when you were talking, and I was thinking about where it says in the Bible, it says, these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. And it's and so you're saying we're going to talk about love, and I'm just wanting to know if you could share with us why you chose this topic. Well, as I was thinking about love, one of the things that we oftentimes look at is the comparison of what love is versus the things that people think love is. And tonight, uh, we started, I, I believe it's important to kind of talk about love versus control. Because I think sometimes control can feel like love, but it really isn't. And... Some people may be wondering, well, this is healing hidden wounds. So how does that uh, affect or what does that have to do with my wounding? Well, control can affect us because it can take over and it can cause us to lose the passion that we were meant to have. It can try to change who we were meant to be into something that we were never meant to be. Because when you live under someone else's belief or someone else's ideal of who you are supposed to be or how God created you, then you lose the original blueprint of who God intended you to be. And so it's our best tonight to talk a little bit about what love is 
and how sometimes control fits in and actually how control tries to take over sometimes and, and, and overtake love. Wow, okay. Well, I am thinking that a good place maybe to start is, because we want to really, we want to bring God into this topic. And where do we go, you know, in regards to our relationship with God? And where does love fit in? And how can we view control or, you know, kind of what what God designed? And so I'm just going to share a verse, okay? And we'll go from there. Go for it. It's Genesis 2, 16 through 17. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. And I guess I'm just, I'm reading that because I'm I'm thinking, you know, part of control is... You know, it's it does delve into the area of free will. And, you know, it's kind of how do we look at control in, you know, reflecting off of free will and how God really wants us to be. So I'm wanting to think, why do, I'm wanting to ask you a question, why did God give us free will, do you think? Well, that's a great question, and and I love that verse because there's a, a part there in case any of you are looking at your Bible right now. By the way, that's from Genesis two sixteen and 17. If you're looking at the verse, I, I love the place where he says, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. He gives us a choice there, and I think something that always has struck me is why did he give us choice there? If he knew what it could do to us to have that tree unprotected, that what it could do to us to potentially be tempted to take of that tree, then why did he give us that choice? Why did he give us that free will choice? So what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, I believe, in my opinion, the, the great thing there is, is he gave us that free will choice. Because if you think about love, love is full of, of choice. It's full of self-motivation. I have the ability to choose to love. I also have the, the ability to choose to listen. And I just personally believe that that God gave us a choice there because he knew if he were to fence that tree off and make it unavailable, we would begin to wonder what was behind that fence. We would be wondering why he didn't allow us to get to that tree. And then what happens is we begin to grow discontented or even perhaps a little bit frustrated that why does he not allow us to have that tree it's it's kind of that the minute you're told not to do something sometimes that rebellious part of us says well i want to try it or i want to see how far i can get away uh, away with whatever i'm saying no to and i think god gave us a free will choice there because he wants us to come to him out of our choice not out of our demand not of not out of his demand he wants us to come to him because he wants us to know his heart and to choose to do right by him, not just because we have to. Well, and at what point, though, I mean, I hear what you're saying. So I'm also thinking that, you know, God is all about love. You know, his love for his people, his love for just his creation and you know, I think it's kind of like an example of a parent that is teaching love. And, you know, you want to teach your child to love well. And I kind of see it that way. I see God is teaching us to love well. You know, if you, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. You know, that's Absolutely. one of the verses it says in the Bible. Absolutely. And, so I'm just wondering, you know, if maybe a lot of it isn't that he's just love and he wanted us to teach to teach us to love well. Absolutely. And I think he also I like to call it uh, he didn't want us to be his robots. You know, when someone teaches someone tells you you can do this, you can't do this, you can do this. 
then what begins to happen is we just do because we're told. And then there's no heart behind that. There's no love behind it that says, like you said from John 14, 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. It, there's no motivation to love because we just, he knows that we will become lemmings. You, you talk about the word lemmings a lot <laughs> and how people just follow one another. He didn't want that for us. He is a passionate, loving God that wanted us to make passionate, loving decisions based upon his great purpose and his great love. And had he fenced in that tree and said, but this is the place you can't go, then I think he knew that that not only Satan and his tempting would cause us to think badly about that, like why can't we have that tree or the fruit from that tree? I also think he knew that the motivation would not be love then. The motivation would be, oh, he's just telling us what to do. We just have to sit here and be his robots. And I just love that fact that he loves to give us a free will choice. Rules and regulations only lead to rebellion. But choice allows us to decide whom we will serve, ourselves or God. Hmm, let me think about that for a little bit. Rules and regulations only lead to rebellion. That's interesting. So I'm just wanting to ask you, is it really rules and regulations that lead to rebellion? I mean... Well, certainly rules and regulations are not the problem. But I would add another piece to that. It's rules and regulations without a relationship. You know, when you think about a, a teacher that maybe you had growing up, or, or let's start with the teacher. You know, that favorite teacher who you had a relationship with, you could tell he or she really cared for you and cared about what you, cared about what you thought, cared about what you, you, what your life turned out to be. That teacher, when, if you had no relationship with them, if they just came out and told you what to do, you might not do it just because they told you. But when you have a love for that person and a respect there, then you're more apt to relate. You're more apt to, to do what they say because you want them, you want their love. You want to love them back. And so rules without, and, and regulations without a relationship tend to just lead people to want to rebel against those rules. And so that's kind of what I'm talking about there. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I think it's an amazing process. I think just to grasp, I'm not telling anybody they have to grasp it right away, but I think it's an amazing thing when you can see that you have an almighty, all-powerful God who could have very well said, this is what you will do, and he could make us do that. But in his love, he gives us a free will choice. And in his love, he teaches us how to see what he has for us. Well, let me ask you another question. I am full of questions tonight. You are full of questions. That's good. <laughs> so how how would you say that free will is the most loving gift God could give us? Do we have another? Do we have a call? Or? I think we have a call. I can ask you in a little bit then. Well, well, we'll keep talking for a little we while wanna, until we, we let's uh, let's go ahead and throw out the numbers here one more time. Once again, you're listening to Shadow of His Wings Ministry, healing hidden wounds. Uh, if you have uh, hurts in your life, if you have struggles, and you would like to have help, if you'd like to seek help, you're welcome to visit our website at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. And uh, we love helping folks. We want to help uh, Jesus in this process of, uh, I mean, not that he needs our help, but we want to be, we partner with him in the in this great adventure of helping set the captives free. We also are a call-in show at 210-340-9585, or you can call toll-free at 877-630-5757. We welcome your calls. Is, do we have a, a caller? All right. We have Jim, I think, on line one. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, uh, and uh, and please take my question kindly because I mean it kindly. But I was wondering, I've heard your show a couple times, and I'm just wondering, uh, are you all just very kind, God-loving, sincere, helpful people? Are you pastors? Are you psychologists, psychiatrists? I'd like to know a little bit about you, if you don't mind. 
Sure, Jim. Uh, I'm a pastor, and Shay is also a pastor. Uh, we also I have a, a counseling license, and uh, we do we do some counseling, but we uh, we primarily are are pastors that look to try to use prayer and and counsel to help heal others. Okay, great. You have satisfied my curiosity, and I wish you adieu. Well, good. Thank you for calling in, Jim. And if you have any other questions, let us know. Yes, we, uh, I just, to give a little background now that Jim offered that, um, our background is actually in healing. We, uh, I've been a counselor for many years and Shay is a lay pastor and lay counselor who's uh, been in the healing, uh, place for probably about 10 years and, uh, we have just, uh, feel blessed that the Lord has been able to use our lives to help not only heal us, but to help heal others, and uh, so that's uh, the, the the place that we're in. Shadow of His Wings Ministry actually came out of our own. It was a, a development out of our own brokenness. Uh, we felt the Lord's calling to begin Shadow of His Wings to help others find freedom from any any specific besetting sin or things that keep people from finding freedom. We're all about freedom and living in the freedom that Christ offers. And so if you feel a bit bound up out there, if you feel like you struggle to find the joy that God has for you, then you may want to give us a call. Our number is 210-887-9007. Well, and I just want to add that there's not too many topics that we are not uh, willing and ready to tackle because we have we have been some places and God has healed and and given us much much grace much love much forgiveness and so um, so we are always available to talk about whatever and that's what that's what healing hidden wounds is about it's tackling t- tackling the tough questions and trying to offer real answers well and i want to speak to real answers you know something comes to mind i think in my own process of growing up in the church and uh Having struggles in my own life, uh, coming out of sexual brokenness and homosexuality, um, it really was a struggle for me because I'd always just hear people say, "Well, if you'd pray more, then you'll you'll get it right," or maybe you have a verse that you need to memorize, and maybe that'll help set you free. And it was really an amazing adventure for me, and that's why I don't really I don't generally settle for just the easy easy answers that sometimes people give, like. We'll just let go and let God because people used to tell me that and I didn't understand it or I wasn't sure how to get to that place. And so just in case uh, anyone's listening out there, our our heart is to not just give pat answers or easy answers, but we want to give the answers that will lead you to freedom. And it wasn't until uh, one day a man finally looked at me square in the eye and said, you know, Lee, I don't know the first thing about your sin, but I can love you in your sin. And if God can love me, I can love you. So you keep on coming back here and we'll do the best we can to try to help you. And that was an honest answer. It was just, I don't really know quite how to do it, but I want to help. And that's really what we're here tonight for as well. We don't know all the answers, but we do want to help. And we want God's truth and we seek it. And we seek it for for people who are f- trying to find freedom from whatever. So that's a little bit about who we are. Uh, we are talking tonight about control versus love because we believe love is God's best answer. And so we're do- doing a little discussion tonight about what is the difference between control and love. And uh, so I want to. Well, and I was just sitting here thinking, you know, it's it's really interesting to live in a place of just trying to love well, because uh, because you just lose all that control, and you really you're just it's a step of faith to just not try to control everything, to just love because because you can't. You just can't control everything. Absolutely. And we may accidentally step on some toes tonight because, you know, sometimes when you start talking about control and you, you may get this, this question of, well, I should make my husband do this or I should make my wife be a better this because that makes me happy and that meets my needs. But most often control is not really love. Control 
is somewhat self-centered because control says, I must have you do what I need you to do because then I'll feel loved. And I guess what we're trying to demonstrate tonight is that God just isn't in that business. He never comes to us and says, I'm going to make you do what I want you to do. Certainly, he has ways to help us see, and there's nothing wrong with that. But to come up and say, well, I can't love you if you continue to fill in the blank. He never does that. He says, I'll still love you, and I'll walk you through this, and I don't like it, but I will not take away your choice here. I also love the the verse, uh, we've thrown out a few verses here and there. In Revelations 3.20, it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. I love that part of the verse that says, if anyone hears my voice and then opens the door. You know, he gives us that choice. He says, I give you again the choice to love me. I give you again the choice to ask me into your heart. And that is the amazing thing about love. Love is not built with strings attached. It's also not built with rules and regulations. Love just says, I will be here and I will love you just the way you are. Wow. Yeah. And and being and being in that place of of knowing that love doesn't ask for anything more helps us to ask the question about why is is control selfish well let's talk a little bit about control control says i want what i want because it makes me feel safe it makes me feel like you love me if you dot 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 if you fill in the blank whatever that is you know that that whole part of of love love is not self-centered love is not selfish but control can say, you know, if you do this for me, then you love me. Or if you do this for me, I can then love you. Well, and at what point does, <clears throat> I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, I understand that kind of thing. But I have I was thinking about some things from my past where, you know, I wanted to control, I maybe didn't really want to control other people, but I wanted to control my environment and my surroundings based on my fears, my fears of going certain places or my fears of being around certain people or being in certain situations. And so I would control those things, which which ultimately, you know, just caused me to be a prisoner because I was imprisoned by my fear. Sure, and it definitely kept people out of your life, right? Exactly. Because that's what control generally does. Control says, you know, here is the opening, and it's a very small opening, and if you somehow can fit because you listen to all my rules and regulations, then you get inside my inner circle. If you don't, then I can't have you here. And that is a lot of, that's a lot of of fear-based control. See, perfect love drives out all fear. And so perfect love says, you know, I can love you and I can be around you and I'm not afraid of loving you. And that's, I think, God's perfect love. Whereas control sets a different standard. Control sets a standard that says, you know, I don't want you to tell me how to love you. I will tell you how I can love you. I will make the choice. Control really says, I don't want your bad choices to affect me, so I'm going to insist that you do life my way. And and whatever those bad choices are, and I'm sure we've had people in our lives that do that, right, as they keep making bad choices. And then there's lots of things out there that people have now, ways of saying, well, I'm going to set up boundaries or I'm going to set up, you know, rules and I won't allow you to do this to me anymore. And I guess I'm just offering to folks listening that sometimes love doesn't call for that. Sometimes love calls for a surrender. Sometimes love calls for, you know, I will love you even if. 
and just some things to think about with regards to love tonight. Well, and let's talk a little bit about that because, well, I guess we probably just need to go ahead and give the number, okay? I think we're getting ready to take a break. So, again, we're Healing Hidden Wounds with Shadow of His Wings Ministry. And you could certainly call him. We'd love to hear from you, 210-340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-5757. Join us when we return. We'll pick it up from there. Let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Now let him reign in my life and my heart. Love has done its part. Let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Now let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Your love has done its part. Well, welcome back. Uh, you're joining us at Shadow of His Wings Ministry for Healing Hidden Wounds Radio. Uh, I'm Lee Preston. I'm here with Shay, and we are talking tonight about love and what love is and what love isn't. And we're talking a little bit, or at least I think it's interesting to at least ponder why love is not control and why control is a bit of a, of a selfish thing. Control says, I want to love you for what I want. Uh, it feels like, which, what love, what control does is it says, I will love you if, whereas love says, I will love you in spite of. And I think that's the kind of the great contrast if you can begin looking at love that way. You know, I'm sure we've all had times in our lives where we have known someone who made a choice and it was hard to sit and watch them make that choice but because you knew that they needed to make that decision and make it on their own whether you knew what was coming or not you had to love them through that and even though you think it might have been a bad choice and it may have even ultimately turned out as a bad choice sometimes we have to sit back and watch and still love rather than trying to make someone do it the way we would want to do it and i think that's important for for what the foundation of love is. Well, and I think I think it's really it's hard especially and I think about God when I think about this is it's hard especially to see somebody make a decision that you know will result in breaking your relationship with them. And, you know, I think about how that, how God, you know, he looks down at us on our, as, as his children, he looks, you know, he looks in our hearts and he sees how we think, feel, and where our soul is. And I just think about, you know, how it must hurt him when we make certain choices because of our free, free will again. Absolutely. And isn't that an amazing way to put that? It hurts him. And I'm sure if you're sitting there and you're wondering, what the heck are they talking about? What does this mean? Love versus control. Of course, you should always step in when someone's making a bad choice. But if you think about it, what you just said is absolutely true. God sometimes watches us and allows us to make our own free will choice, even though he knows that it's going to be hurtful, even though it it hurts him to watch it. But that's what love does. Love says, you know what, I'm not going to try and make you behave, or I'm not going to try and make you love the way I want you to love. And sometimes that means you have to watch someone go through a process that may not be so fun to go through. But can you love them through it anyway? And that's the difference in what unconditional love is versus control. Well, and I'm not sure you want to really go where I'm getting ready to go. So... uh just, hey, let's forge ahead, right? Just, just bear with me. Um, this is it's kind of a hard topic, and and it kind of it kind of goes in the direction where we're going, and that is you hear a lot of talk in regard to recovery programs and um, relationships, and you, there's a lot of books that are out uh, regarding boundaries. And so I'm wanting to know, are you willing to go 
a little bit deeper into boundaries because that really is ultimately, and I know that some people may not really see it the way I am seeing it and the way maybe you see it, I don't know, but I see a lot of control in there. And so uh, just wondering if we can go there. Sure, absolutely. You know, it's and it's interesting. You say you don't know that I am there, but definitely boundaries can be, not always, but boundaries can be walls of fear and walls of absolute control. And let's talk a little bit about it. Well, if it's, I just want to say that if it's about fear, um, a lot of people would say it's because of hurt, because you've hurt me. Sure. And aren't we afraid and of being hurt? And if you've hurt, hurt me, I'm going to put up a boundary because I don't want to be hurt anymore. Sure. And I'm afraid of you because exactly. you hurt me. Exactly. And and there's the great adventure that we have tonight is talking about that because uh, because many people have heard that boundaries are great. I must set up a boundary. I must not let you hurt me so I will keep this boundary up. I won't be your friend. I won't hang out with you anymore. I won't be in a relationship with you. I will have a boundary that says that you're not allowed to do this or do that or any of these things to keep from hurting me. And I think it's interesting to look at boundaries. I think it's important to look at what boundaries do. And just to throw out there, boundaries are the great controller. They can say, I don't want anything to do with you. So therefore, I put up a boundary and I say, I will not have you in my life anymore. And that is, that is control. It's not always love. And I know we're probably hitting some soft spots out there because some people believe, oh no, when I set up a boundary, it is definitely a loving thing. But I think it's okay to look at that and begin that, that discussion. Right. And so, so if you, Set up a boundary. I mean, can it ever be set up because, well. Well, because it's a good thing? Um, or are you saying, yeah. I mean, sometimes boundaries, and, and I guess what I would call them is just, is, is something less than a boundary then. I think it's important to look at boundaries. If you look at, 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 at specifically a boundary, in my opinion, it is a control factor. It is, you know, we work a lot with married folks in counseling. And so oftentimes you'll hear someone say, well, I don't like that you have uh, yelled at me. So I'm setting up a boundary. So the next time you yell at me, I will leave the room and I will not allow you to talk to me. And... And that's a, you know, certainly we're not here to tell people that they have to stay in abusive situations or, or get hurt, but we do want to start talking about the difference between what we might call a, a discussion about protection and safety versus a boundary that says, I can't love you when you're like this, or I can't even allow you to do this, and, and where that falls. Because that's not always love. Sometimes that's just fear and it keeps people away. Well, and the one thing that I've never really understood, you know, when I think about boundaries and, and I've had discussions with people about boundaries, I've never really seen where it's possible to have a boundary and to love well. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. Because a boundary basically says, I can't love you when you're like this. Right. So so if you have a boundary set up, then you're really not able to love well. And so, you know, I'm just I'm just offering to folks that I understand. I get it. I get that you that you set up boundaries because you've been hurt. But still, I don't know that that's God's best and that's what God calls. Well, and I think it's important to look at these. Let's, let's take some examples. And, and real quick, in case you'd like to call in, if you have a question or a comment, it's okay. If you don't agree, you can certainly call in and we'll be glad to talk about it. Uh, the, t- the local number is 210-340-9585 or toll free at 877-630. KSLR, that's 5757. And you're listening to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio. 
Um, I think it's important. Let's, let's throw out an example. Uh, at one point, we've worked with folks before, and I'm thinking of an example of, of someone who said, you know, um, I just can't be around my husband if he's lied to me about smoking. I told him to quit smoking, and I found out he's been continuing to smoke when I'm not around. And I'm setting up a boundary. He's not allowed to sleep in our bedroom since he's been smoking. What do you think about that? Well, I'm just kind of wondering what you think about it. Well, I think it's interesting because it is it is a boundary that's been set up to try to control someone to make them do something that you want them to do, but it's not really out of love. Because how can you keep someone from doing something that they choose to do, whether you like it or not? That's not a real loving place. It's it's really more of a loving place to talk to them about, hey, you know, this is not something that I would normally want you to do. Uh, to really check our own heart and say, do I really care about this person's health? Do I care about what they do? Do I care about who they are? And then say, you know what? I love you and I don't want you to lose years off your life, but I can't keep you from smoking and I love you anyway. And I think that's what what boundaries aren't. I don't think boundaries allow you to love someone even if you disagree with what they do. Well, so let's, can I go back to a, to a verse that we talked about earlier? It is John 14, 15. Sure. It says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. You know, and so, you know, just thinking about how, you know, God has, we talked about rules and regulations earlier and how God has set up, He set up commandments. And so he's saying, if you love me, I'm wanting to find out, you know, kind of what do you think that means in light of with parents and setting up like teaching obligations? Do you know what I'm saying? Well, I think I think certainly there's a great worth in teaching a child just the the, the rules of life, those things that God calls us to Um the problem is, is when a parent becomes too controlling in that the rules and the regulations overtake the relationship. And so then what you have is a parent who's constantly drilling rules and regulations and there's not a lot of relationship. And then what you begin to teach is you teach rebellion. You teach a kid to be exasperated. Uh, because what ends up happening is you've got a child who's being taught what to do and how to do it and how often to do it and why you should and, and not usually why you should do it or not usually, hey, let's talk about this. Let's have a communication about it. You know, we talked earlier this afternoon, we were talking about obligations. You know, I don't know if you've ever had this happen in your own life, but a parent that accidentally teaches more obligation than doing something out of love. And what I mean by that is here is a kid, let's say, who is told, you know what, he and his sister just had a big fight, and uh, his mother says, now you go up and you give Susie a hug because she's your sister. Well, what does his heart right then feel? Well, his heart probably doesn't feel like he loves her enough to go give her a hug, and yet he's commanded to go give her a hug, out of control because it makes mom feel better to see brother and sister hug. And so then she feels better, but does he? Probably not. And so then he walks away with a lot of frustration and maybe some resentment. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever even seen it before. I've seen it with kids. You know, it's like, go give your sister a hug. Well, he goes over there and he hugs her, not in a loving way, with an angry look on his face, and he stomps away after he's hugged her. And you can almost see, you know, the billboard on his forehead says, I don't really love her right now, and I don't really want to give her a hug. But he's just been obligated to go give her a hug. And there's a real problem, I believe, with obligation. Obligation teaches that 
you don't really have to do something from your heart. You can just do it on the outside, and who cares what, how you're dealing with it on the inside? And in my opinion, if I could just put a pivotal point on control, I believe that's what control does. Control makes a person stop on the outside, but on the inside, they haven't really stopped. It's kind of like with the cigarette smoking. You know, the husband might have stopped around his wife. He may have stopped smoking, but it doesn't mean he stopped it in his heart. You cannot make someone change. Well, and you don't want someone to change. You know, it goes back to that whole free will thing. You know, if you want to demand that somebody does something, it's not going to feel good. It's not going to feel good that, oh, they did this because they really didn't do it out of love. They did it out of obligation or out of fear that you set up a boundary or out of control. Right. Or yes. And, and let's flesh that boundary out, you know, out of the feeling of the boundaries. If you don't quit smoking, then I'm going to divorce you or I don't want to be around you anymore. Or you I'm know, not gonna, we'll sleep in separate rooms. That's right. Or I'll just be angry at you. I'll I'll. I'll hold a grudge. And I mean, if you think about all those things that control and, and boundaries do is it sets up a lot of inner broken places. Because if we go back to the example of the child and he's being obligated to go give his sister a hug, he's really not loving her. He's just angry. And then he doesn't get to ever work out his feelings of anger. Right. You know, what would have happened, perhaps, if the uh, parent might have said, hey, Johnny, you know, I know you're mad at your sister because you had an argument, and now you had a fight, and and so, you know, let's talk about it. And once they talk about it, and do you know how much it hurt your sister when you punched her or when you hit her or called her a name or whatever, and I know it hurt your feelings when she did, you know, whatever, whatever. And then the next thing you know, Johnny feels a little better, and he says, hey, why don't we go in and we'll we'll say, you know, you're sorry to your sister. How does that sound? Most likely, you have a completely different response from Johnny. He probably wants to go ahead and hug his sister because he sees something different. But obligation does nothing but set up resentments. Obligation causes you to do something on the outside that you don't really want to do on the inside, which doesn't promote integrity. You know, integrity is doing is being the same person on the outside that you are on the inside. But what control calls for is control says, I don't care what you're feeling on the inside. I don't know where I don't care where your heart is. I just want you to act right on the outside and therefore I can be happy, which makes control very selfish and it's absolutely not love. I want to offer one more time the numbers in case you have any comments or questions to what we're talking about tonight. Uh, you're listening to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. Our number is 210-340-9585, or toll-free, you can call at 877-630-5757. Well, and I just want to talk a little bit about... You know, if you're, if you're out there and, you know, you find that maybe some of this is kind of ringing true in your own life or you're in a situation where you're married to someone or you have someone in your life that, you know, is setting up boundaries, whichever direction it goes, you know, I'm just kind of wanting us to talk a little bit about what it would look like and what does it look like to, to not have boundaries, to, to look at, loving well and and loving out of free will and not loving out of obligation or out of your own pain of and fear of being hurt cuz i can tell you from my own self you know to step out when i know someone's going to hurt me and to continually you know that whole you know give them the other cheek you know offer the person the other cheek when you know they're going to hurt you you know they're going to slap you across the face again Okay, and so it's how do I do this? You know, how do you love well knowing that you're going to hurt? You know, it's it's kind of like, you know, Jesus. I mean, he was, he, his his closest, dearest friends betrayed him, you know, and and he, I, I'm sure he hurt. You know, it says, you know, that he, he has felt everything we've felt, every temptation, but he has not sinned. And so just kind of what are your thoughts on that? 
Well, I think certainly that, you know, when we talk about turning the other cheek and, and we aren't proponents of staying in relationships where you're being hit or anything like that, we're talking more emotionally. Yeah, right. What do you do when somebody is is going to, to hurt you because of their own choices? Maybe you're in a relationship and the person is being unfaithful or maybe you're in a relationship and the person won't get up and get a job. You know, it can be any number of those things because those are both hurtful things and they can feel hurtful. And many times people try to put in place a boundary that says, you know what, I can't love you if you don't do this. If you don't go look for a job every day, then then I'm going to leave. You know, I think... What you do in that situation is, I think, at that point, you have to decide what does love really look like and and are you willing to love this person through this process versus just saying, well, I choose to get out of this because I don't want to be around you anymore. Well, and I just want to offer that it's not about what the other person is going to do for you. It's not about what you're going to receive. And that's the whole thing, is keeping your heart in a place where it's pleasing to God. And so, you know, it's not approaching a situation, your husband, your friend, you know, whoever is is hurting you, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. You know, it's about your heart and your heart with God. Absolutely, because... You know, our self-centered nature is could say, well, I know God doesn't want me to be hurt by this person. Exactly. But we don't really know that. You know, people don't really know what God sometimes calls us to in a relationship. Sometimes God says, I called you to this relationship because in the end, you will find great things. But right now, it's not a great place. And yet you can throw up a boundary because of you, because of your self-centeredness, because you don't want to get hurt anymore, because I refuse to allow him to continue to whatever you fill in that blank with or her to. Um, but the truth there is, is that true love says, I can love you through this. I can love you even if. Well, but it's also saying I'm doing this because... Yeah, I'm not doing it out of bitterness or out of anger. You know, um, I think that's where the heart is. It's, it's, it's seeking God and saying, you know, am I, am I feeling this way? Am I doing it out of anger and out of hurt that may turn into bitterness? Sure. And it may have already turned into bitterness, which is sometimes sure. where boundaries come from, is I'm going to throw up a boundary because I'm angry and I resent and I shouldn't have to go through his pain with him or her pain with her. If she would just act right, I wouldn't feel bad anymore. If she would just stop, then I wouldn't have to feel this way. But I guess what we offer is is what happens if God does call us to what we see as genuine love that says, can you love this person in spite of? Right. Can you walk this person through this particular place in their life in spite of? Because, you know, you never know when this person is on their journey that you're not a part of it because of God's ultimate plan, that you're not a part of it because he wants you to continue to show them unconditional love. That's the whole difference between control and and um, and and love is that love is unconditional. Love doesn't keep a record of wrong. Certainly, you know, if someone continues to make poor choices and, and, you know, God does allow us to experience the consequences of our sin. And, and I definitely think sometimes we have to walk through that as well to sit there and watch them suffer through some of their own consequences of their sin. And we don't have to bail them out every time. That's not love. Sometimes it's walking them with, through them with, through walking it with them in their consequences and saying, you know what, I'm going to love you, but I tell you, I'm sorry you're hurting, but, but you got yourself here, you know, but I'll still be here and you made this choice and now we're in it together. And, and I see that in the father, you know, I know I've made bad choices in my life. I know I've made wrong choices 
And yet God has never said to me, you know, you don't have, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm done with you. By the way, you're listening to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. And we are just uh, happy to have you here tonight. We want to offer to you some healing opportunities that we have coming up. We have a ladies' retreat for wives whose husbands have struggled in sexual addiction. And it is November 21st through the 23rd. It's called The Journey to Joy. You can find out more information with at www.journeytojoy.org. You can also visit our website to find out a men's retreat. Uh, we have a men's retreat coming up at the last weekend in, in January. That's the 30th through the 1st, I believe, or the tw- uh, and it's uh, called The Fervent Warrior. And it's just a healing time for men to come together and find out the passion that Christ made them for and to find out how to become warriors in the kingdom. If you're interested in finding out more information, please visit our website at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. We are a listener-supported ministry, and we'd love to have you donate if you have enjoyed listening to us. We also hope that you'll join us next week when we will have a special show on Thanksgiving because uh, we are truly thankful. And just because we talk about a lot of hard discussions doesn't mean we're not also thankful for the great things that God gives us. Join us next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We hope through the words spoken here, you found Christ's hope, healing, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, and this radio show is listener supported. Please go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate if you'd like to support the work we do.